All it takes is a click to listen to RTI online. Get exercise for your finger and exercise for your mind at english.rti.org.tw. This is Radio Taiwan International. Thanks so much for joining us today. Up ahead this hour, we have Chinese to go, hashtag Taiwan, and status update. But first, we kick off today's program with Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, October 1st. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today, we've got Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. And Natalie To. Hello. Up next, we'll be hearing the delicious way that one Taiwanese women's prison is reforming its inmates. Then we'll be hearing about a ghost ship, a drift off Taiwan's shores, and about a record-setting gathering of electric scooters. All that coming up next. Please stick around. off today, though, I wanted to talk about a study that's going on here in Taiwan that uh, the people who the scientists taking part believe may one day lead to a quote-unquote cure for diet-induced obesity. Um, according oh. to the Ministry of Health and Welfare, 42.3% of people who were over the age of 18, in other words, 42.3% of adults in Taiwan, were overweight or obese, and that was in 2017. So I can't imagine with the advances in things like smartphones that that's getting any better. Our sedentary lifestyles certainly haven't changed that much since then, at least. It's interesting, uh, but isn't all obesity like diet induced? If I'm just if I may. sounds like too good to be true. How can something prevent this? I mean, it's because of your own habits, right? What mm -hmm. you eat that's, and the way you live. That has a lot to do to it, but there is a gene. There is a genetic factor that can make Ooh. things a lot worse, and uh, oh, I can't pronounce really? the whole thing. It's I didn't take orgo in university, <laughs> but uh, the abbreviation is called NAA10P. I, I guess that's how you read it. Mm. Uh, and it correlates positively with obesity in mice. Apparently, oh. humans also have this, and what it does is it represses, when it's activated, it represses the formation of a kind of cell that burns calories and produces heat. So the more of this, wow. you know, if the gene is inhibited or turned off, in other words, switch it off, then you're going to have a lot of these so-called beige adipocytes, which will allow you to burn more calories and heat. Mm -hmm. It's a mechanism that, bang, it turns on and you start burning calories. That is cool. I bet a lot of people be happy to take some of this pill right uh, well and this is not entirely new science uh this article from taiwan central news agency says that the advantages of, of harnessing these types of tissue that burn calories uh and that are inhibited when that gene's on that's been known for a while uh but the findings of ran li rong uh, who is a leading bioscientist at our Academia Sinica, uh, our top research institute here in Taiwan, they represent a breakthrough in our understanding of how these fat-burning cells develop. This scientist said earlier, I believe it was last week, that the experiments on mice showed that removing this gene can contribute to better metabolic function. So uh, a lot of hope, I guess, because diet-induced obesity greatly increases risks of things like type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular diseases, diseases and strokes. And if more than 40% of adults in Taiwan were on that spectrum somewhere mm. uh, two years ago, that can't be good for our public health. So uh, definitely good. Hopefully they can find a way to apply this to humans. What the mechanism is exactly is not covered in this 
article, whether it's a pill or... So would you guys try it? <laughs> it's the irony for me, you know, that, that gets me about the story because the human body is built to retain energy. That's just the way it was back in the caveman days. You had to get your calorie sources from somewhere. Yeah, I'm just thinking... If, They're if, precious commodities. What if you take too much of it, then you, you get too skinny or something? No, I'm just no. thinking, like, if, a, if we were to, like, bring a caveman to the modern day and try to explain to him that we're trying to, like... Get shed thin. excess energy yeah, he's, like, he's gonna be like for? what are you doing it's useful you know <laughs> yeah every calorie counts mm. but well, uh modern beauty aesthetics are different right and also but health too i think is really their main focus here so, right uh, i think that's a bit I mean, of good scientific news from taiwan Time ago, I believe it was maybe around a month or so ago, we talked about a, a prison making award-winning mooncakes. They're not the only institution here in Taiwan, apparently, that's, you know, finding a delicious way to help reform inmates and prepare them to reintegrate into society. That's right. Actually, this has become a big trend in Taiwan. More than 50 prisons are making about 300 different types of products, which can be ordered by the public. And, you know, they're using good ingredients with no additives and, and you know, it's less processed. And they're at affordable prices. So um, the public is actually really interested in these products. And there's one that has been... Um, developed by a celebrity chef named James Zung. He helped develop red bean pastries, bean, oh. which are heart-shaped and oh. can be frozen and are sold at supermarkets. And they even hired a songwriter to help with the promotion. And the first time, it was the first time that they uh, did a TV ad filmed inside a detention center. So this is a women's detention center in Pingdong. And um, it's basically training these women um, for a skill that they can use after they go leave the, uh, you know, uh, prison. And it's basically handmade red bean pastries. They're also making rose soap and other red bean products. And uh, one of the ladies says, you know, the pastry shape represents their sense of being fortunate. Um, She's about to be released in a few months, and she's planning to set up a food cart to sell her own pastries. And the center is also working with social organizations that help women to borrow startup money, about 5,000 U.S. dollars. So a lot of these women, if they want to, they can continue this uh, skill and profession when they leave the prison. And that, I guess, uh, helps cut down on things like recidivism rates. And I mean, if you have a steady income and you're Definitely. gainfully employed, that makes it a lot easier to stay clean and off the streets. And Right. So I think this is a great, um, you know, uh, idea that Taiwan has been uh, trending. I mean, you know, in the past, last year, sales revenues from these prisons already reached 500 million NT dollars, about 15 million wow. US dollars. Wow. And do the, I wonder if customers are aware of where they come from. Oh, they do. Or, they oh, know. It's, it's, it's sort of advertised. Right. And they know that uh, actually, you know, they use good ingredients mm-hmm. and the prices aren't really high because it's not really for high profit. Right. And um, the people who get involved in these programs, they have to apply. Okay. So they have to have um, well behavior. Um, they have to be close to their release date or on parole. So, you know, they have chosen people who they think that will be reliable and it will be useful to them as they, you know, transition to the outside world. Right. And the continued high sales figures you mentioned, I, that seems to speak for how good they are. <laughs> I know. I've heard. I mean, some of them are, you know, have you, you, tried have to, one? you have to order way ahead of time. Have you had a chance to try any yet? I tried some chicken, free range chicken. It was very good. That they raised? Ooh. 
Huh? That they raised in a in a free range chicken. Yeah. Oh, really? This is, it's not just pastries. No, no. There's like over wow five hundred products to choose oh, from all wow. around Taiwan. So there's you know there's chicken, like you said. There's pastries. Um, what else? All kinds of products. I heard about one prison that ran their own cafe, and apparently oh, that's cool. Yeah, they they had really high quality coffee beans, and the coffee there is like really really good. And then it's the same thing as a training program. That just teaches them the skills they need for, might be useful when they get out. Mm-hmm. Right, they're doing soy sauce, peanut brittle, pineapple cakes, so all very good quality products at right. decent prices. And if there's one thing that will always have a good market in Taiwan, it's good food. That's so right. They're, they're thinking <laughs> smart. <laughs> The ship was a bit too late to be in time for Ghost Month, but here it is anyway—a ghost yeah. ship floating off Taiwan's coast. Where is this mysterious ship from? You know, you say that, John, but it is October first, so oh, we are getting into okay. Halloween okay. time. Oh, fair enough. Fair Interesting enough. enough um, a, an empty freighter was found drifting off of New Taipei City on Friday morning. Uh, the Coast Guard was notified at 4:45 a.m. that day, and the ship was 27 nautical miles away from Sandiaojiao or Sandiao Cape in New Taipei City. And they sent ships to the site, the Coast Guard did, and they arrived around 9.50 a.m. There was no name on the vessel, and the vessel had no crew on board. That's creepy. It's, it's like the Mary Celeste. And it was very big, right? It's a, it's a huge freighter, right? It's like one of those tankers. Oh, my goodness. And um, there were a few clues as to where it was, but I just, I need to commend how brave these Coast Guard uh, members <laughs> are, because they explored the ship. If I was at the Coast Guard, they're just like, yeah, you need to go to the big empty ship. I'd be like, I am out of here, man. You think there'd be ghosts over there or what? I'm just, I, I get or, really creeped out. <laughs> you easily. have a good imagination. Or how, how safe and sturdy is oh, yeah, the ship. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You never it's know. It's been floating out there for who knows how long. So so the city of Uhu, so there was indications that it's from the province of Anhui and this from the city of Uhu, but there is no... So it's a Chinese ship? It, it is and, a Chinese ship. And... um you know, they they wanted to tow the ship to safety, but the thing is, on Saturday, the the wind and the waves got too strong, so it pushed the boat all the way to Ilan, and it where it ran aground. So wow! So was there anything on the ship though? Not not that it says. Um, the only thing that they say, and which is a good, is that there was no pollution. So no oil, and... no, no pollution, oil. and no like traces of people. No, absolutely no people or it's cargo like, or anything. No, it says there's no crew on board and no name visible on the ship. No cargo, and and if you look at the pictures, oh, and it's taken on like a foggy day, so it looks, looks extra creepy. creepy. Yeah. That coast is often quite maybe foggy, it's though, a but... way of them getting rid of old ships, just letting them out to sea, <laughs> and then <laughs> see where they go. That's, I mean, but like, um, I mean, how does that happen though? It's is that like a is this a missing persons type of a thing? Like, how old do they think the ship is? They didn't is even some... say. Like I, you guys are getting really creative with it. It's I like just the thought, Mary Celeste. Right? I just thought some guy forgot to tie it to the dock, and then it just kind of floated away. <laughs> That doesn't happen to ships of that size very often, though. I don't think like, so, right? They usually have at least a name or something. It made 27 them. nautical miles in a whole day. So from New Taipei to Ilan, and then it got blown south to where it hit the ground. Is it really old, or is it usable? Or doesn't say. <laughs> it's just say it's a ghost ship, man, and it freaks Ooh, me out. That's creepy. That's, that is creepy. That's, cool. that's the premise of a scary movie. I mean, detention is out right now. But I would like to propose <laughs> well, the, the director next... of that film. That can be their next project. That can ghost be the next ship. project, right? Ghost ship.
Taiwan is no stranger to record gathering sort of scooters. Uh, I think we've been in the Guinness Book of World Records or some such, uh, you know, record uh, keeping book for our gatherings of regular scooters in the past, but this time it's electric scooters that are making. We're having an environmentally friendly twist here to the story. Yeah, and might I add, this is interesting to me because every day I walk up and down the streets of Taipei City, it looks like a new Guinness World Record is being set every day for <laughs> volume of scooters. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, like, it, it for better be or bit, worse, it right? It can be a bit dicey getting across the street. Absolutely. They don't like to yield to well, pedestrians. I'm, I'm glad they're switching to electric scooters. Mm-hmm. That's good for the air, right? So this is a procession of scooters, 1,572 electric scooters, and they drove over the Dansui Bridge, or the Taipei Bridge, which links Taipei and New Taipei. And uh, this was inspired by... Have you guys ever seen that picture of the just... It's an off-ramp? And it goes into the city, and it's all, like, scooters. I believe that it has a title. It's something like Scooter Waterfall. It's called Motorbike Waterfall. It's a famous picture in Taiwan. I'm not sure how, because it says a lot about us to ourselves. I'm not sure about how many people overseas have seen this photo. Google it, though. It's an interesting photo. So it looks like that this is held by the Taiwanese electric scooter company Gogoro, and they've been doing it since 2016. So they've been organizing these flash mobs and getting people to come out and you know, just do it. Since 2016, this is the fourth year that they did it. In 2018, 1,303 riders of Gogoro scooters set a record for the largest motorcycle procession as it crossed Taipei Bridge, which is interesting because I always thought Gogoro were electric scooters. That's all that they sell as far as I'm aware. So I don't know why this would just be the largest motorbike procession, and they have to differentiate it this year by saying electric motorbikes. But the difference between uh, 2018 and this year is that they invited electric scooters of all brands. So it's not just GoGoRo, but there's Yamaha and A-Motor to participate in the event. And um, they said, fifteen again, 1,572 scooter riders all over Taiwan gathered in uh, Sanchong District after midnight, and they headed over the bridge, and then... I'm grateful that they waited until midnight. Record. Because <laughs> that would be obnoxious for if you were commuting in that. It's <laughs> a pretty cool picture, though. Pretty cool image. All lit up at night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I like the idea. I just wondered, I've often wondered where the electricity to power these scooters comes from, though, because if it's, again, based on fossil fuels, then it's really not that different, is it? It is the same, yeah. If they burn fossil fuels to make, to generate the electricity that charges your batteries. It's I think, better for the air, though, I think. That right? is true. Oh, right? Like, it has to, like I said, it has to come out somewhere, though, the, unless it's all coming from solar power or something, so... I mean, marginal steps, you know, baby steps. Baby steps. We need to ask Andrew. He just bought a Gogo. Did he really? Yeah, Did he? Yeah. He's the only person I know that actually owns one. Then. So we can ask oh, him wow. how he powers it. And and have you guys ridden scooters in Taiwan? Only on the back of one. I don't. I I, I do like to take my life into my own hands, but maybe not <laughs> quite that extreme. It is, it is. It is a risk. Like I thought about getting the um the scooter license. And then I got my car license first. And as I drove in the car, I was like, okay, the scooters are very dangerous. Yeah, and the so, cars are much bigger, and car, and not every driver is careful as well. Not mm, every scooter driver is careful. So. No, a lot of that is up to the, onto the scooter drivers. I have to say, uh, they like to try. They're a little bit reckless. Yeah, they like to try and play chicken with buses, and no. it, I've oh, never seen it go wrong yet. But I'm daring. sure it happens. You just wait. It's just a roll of the dice, right? It's a um, matter of. I'm sure it happens sometimes. So um, yeah, well, I don't know if, about safety-wise, whether they're better environmentally, whether they're better. But uh, it is a cool picture anyway, and a Guinness World Record set here in Taiwan.
Well, congratulations are in order to us, apparently. That's right. We were the biggest winner at the Golden Bell Awards, which is the top um, national broadcasting awards in Taiwan. Andrew's won. Um, have you no, been? this is for radio stations. Oh, yeah, I won before with Andrew, actually. Okay. So and, I, and on my own as well. I was going to say, I thought we had some laureates. We in have. We have, like, um, between Andrew and I, we have six. Wow. Well, yeah. We are three in the each, presence. So pretty cool. Um, so <laughs> but we're doing more. We got lucky. Yeah, anyway. Um, so we won the most out of any radio station uh, this year. We had 11 nominations. And we won four for Best Educational Culture Program, Best Lifestyle Program, Best Variety Music Program, and Best Variety Music Program Host. So um, we're doing very well in the cultural, you know, aspect. Actually, I was watching the Golden Bells. Um, Really? Yeah, I I, I watched it over the weekend. And that one, the Variety Music Program, I Mm -hmm. found absolutely fascinating because... Uh, I didn't even know it was an RTI program, but they they introduced it and they're just like, yeah, these are songs from the white terror era. And these are the songs you we listen to during martial law. And they kind of explore how, you know, you if you think about music during martial law, it's going to be like very stiff and the subject mm-hmm. matter is going to be very limited. But he's uh, the host was just like, no, it's not like that at all. It's actually quite brainwashing and it's kind of a good tune that is fascinating isn't it yeah so i was like oh my god this is happening in rti right and they also have some youtube videos on it and and the male host i mean he's very knowledgeable about all the history and the culture behind the music there were so many band songs it's amazing Mm. so that was the music program what else are we being recognized for so we also had um lifestyle program What's and educational culture program we also had another program that's been nominated in england really and it's a culture program um comparing taiwan's culture with different cultures around the world hmm. so by tan Yi, she had won for best pop music host four times four times during that's her career easy. yeah so we have a lot of really uh, good program hosts here where we win awards quite a lot um you know, it's been pretty consistent throughout the years, mm. which which is a great thing to see. Yeah, and I'm sure that's, I'd like to hear that program too, because there is a lot to compare. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about RTI is we don't have uh, the pressure to sell our programs commercially. Yes, no, we don't, so, we never have a word from our sponsors. Right, right. So we, you know, we can get very um, in-depth and, and creative and with the cultural aspect of our programs. So well, that's really great to hear. And I'm not, so was this a record-setting year or... Maybe better well, luck four next time. Is, is really quite good. I think the year I won was about three or four. Three I mean, or four. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, standard sh- year for us. Yeah. <laughs> so not, not bad, awards though. in total, I think, that were given yeah, away. Yeah, and we were give, you know nominated for like almost One half, sixth. and then we win like a third or a sixth. That's a lot. There are a lot of stations in Taiwan. This has been our self-promotion. <laughs> Sponsored by <We're> RTI. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today for Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Natalie So. Don't go anywhere just yet. Coming up, it's Chinese to go, hashtag Taiwan, and status update.
Chinese. Go. Real Chinese for real people. Dig in. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese that we use in real life in Taiwan. September 28 is Confucius' birthday. It is also Teacher's Day. Confucius was a great teacher. He had a lot of disciples. He was patient with every single student, and he respected individual differences. Let's listen to a conversation. Today, September 28, is Teacher's Day. Your students, have you wished Teacher's Day happy? Today is September 28. It's Teacher's Day. Did your students wish you a happy Teacher's Day? 有啊，有些同学送了一张贺卡给我，就是一些感谢的话。Yeah, some students gave me a card with a thank you note. 作为一位老师，你最希望的教师节礼物是什么 ？As a teacher, what do you want most for Teacher's Day? 我不要任何礼物。学生在学校里有学到东西才是最重要的。I don't want any gifts. It's more important if the students actually learn something at school. 我同意。如果学生没有学习到任何东西或知识，那就没有意义。I agree. It's meaningless if the students don't learn anything or accrue any new knowledge. Right. 今天九月二十八日是教师节。你的学生有没有祝你教师节快乐啊？今天 ，today， 九月 ，September， 九 ，means number nine. Or the ninth year, month, 二十八 twenty-eight 日 date 是 is 教师节 Teachers' Day. 你的学生有没有祝你教师节快乐啊 ？Did your students wish you a happy Teachers' Day? 你的学生学生 students 你 you 你的学生 your students 祝 to wish. 教师节快乐，快乐 ，happy。教师节快乐 ，a happy Teachers Day。有啊，有些同学送了一张贺卡给我，就是一些感谢的话。有啊 ，yeah。有些同学，有些 some 同学 students， 有些同学 some students 送 to send。To give, 一张贺卡 a card. 贺 means to congratulate. 一 means one. 张 is a measure word. 就是一些感谢的话，就是一些感谢的话，感谢的话 a thank you note. 作为一位老师，你最希望的教师节礼物是什么 ？As a teacher, what do you want most for Teachers Day? 作为一位老师。E means one. Way is a measure word. 作为一位老师 as a teacher, 你最希望的教师节礼物是什么？你 you 希望 to hope 礼物 a gift 什么 what？ 你最希望的教师节礼物是什么 ？What do you want most for Teachers Day? 我不要任何礼物。学生在学校里有学到东西才是最重要的。I don't want any gifts. It's more important if the students actually learn something at school. 我不要 
I don't want 任何礼物 any gifts, 礼物 gifts, 任何 any 学生在学校里 students at school, 学 to learn, 学生 students, 学校 school, 在学校 at school, 东西 something, 有学到东西 to learn something. 最重要的 ，it's most important. 我同意，如果学生没有学习到任何东西或知识，那就没有意义。I agree. It's meaningless if the students don't learn anything or accrue any new knowledge. 同意 ，agree. 不同意 ，disagree. 我同意 ，I agree. 如果 if 学生 students. 没有学习任何东西 ，don't learn anything. 学习 to learn, or sometimes we say 学或 means or 知识 knowledge 或知识 or accrue any new knowledge. 那就没有意义 It's meaningless. 没有意义 meaningless. 没有 means without. 我
you know, with the waves going around and to have them line up perfectly like that must have taken skillful maneuvering. And everything matches so well. Look at the mm -hmm. green water, the green boats. Yeah, and you know, and, and I think this is really great too because it shows you how much goes into their work. You know, right. we rarely get kind of a bird's eye view of anybody's job. That's true. And know? it's all in one picture, right? Yeah. That's so right. It's, and it's fun to look at because they make it so nice and neat. It's all geometric and it's all laid out very flat. Now, of the more popular testers challenges, this one's been getting a lot of attention. This is a funeral parlor. And what? Wow. Yeah, look at that. Ooh, look at their musical instruments in there. There's, uh, you see, Memories. there's flower arrangements and uh, sacrificial objects. Coffin. There's also announcers and religious leaders. And it kind of deviates from the original spirit of the challenge, which is about saving lives, right? <laughs> this is about honoring lives, right? This is about honoring life. So, fun fact, in Taiwan, the Tetris challenge is actually called the unboxing challenge. And like you said, people are getting very creative with it, including Taiwan's very own president, Tsai Ing-wen. Ah. Oh, look at that. And she unboxed things that should be in everybody's disaster awareness and prevention kits as well. That's and nice. she did this as a way to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the 921 earthquakes. Uh, so she was probably one of the first people to post one of those pictures too. That's it for uh, Hashtag Taiwan. Thank you for joining us today for Hashtag Taiwan. We hope that you're following us on social media. If not, do uh, follow us and do leave a comment below. We would love to hear from you. Is status, status update. update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, we're going to be getting to your letters as we always do. We just love so much to hear from you what you think about our programs. But before we do that, though, we're going to update our status. Yeah, time to update our own status. Yes, that is right. Now, you know, um, I if I weren't wrong, I think I saw you on a YouTube. And, and oh, you boy. were good in that one. Was it some intern that was here? But from the trans service, right? I'm not and sure they wanted... where they were from. There were interns, I'm sure okay. of that. And that they were uh, like going around the different foreign language services and asking a representative from each language to ask them some questions? Yeah, that seems to have been the case. I only saw my own. I don't know who else did it. Yeah, I think um, our next door neighbor, the Spanish service, also did it too. But um, it, it seemed like fun. Did you have fun doing it? Yeah, um, uh, it was very interesting. They, they had good questions. They did. They did. They asked you, like, you know, how long you've been at the radio station and why you're working here. I think that's pretty standard. Uh-huh. Um, but I think the idea was for them to practice interviewing, and they also oh. had, they filmed it, too. They had this camera yeah, yeah, training, yeah. I right, guess, right. because we're moving towards video like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they, they prepared questions. Uh, they had me in the VIP karaoke lounge, which is a very special experience. I think I've only been in there once before. Yeah, well, it's um, it's this big room, um, uh, kind of on the same floor as the cafeteria. Do they still have the karaoke machine in there? I think 
Well, actually, you know what? I don't know. I think they do. No. Yeah, I think they I, do. They used to rent it out for different occasions. I don't know what they're doing with it now. Anyway, they turned it into a sort of studio. And, yeah. Uh, they had nice lighting and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of special. I've never done that before. Yeah, that was cool. And then they asked questions like, um, what do you think about Taiwan or something? Um, I think it was a bit deeper than that, which I, I really liked because I think a lot of times that they, they, it's the same five questions that every person here from overseas answers every day yeah. and it gets, kind of gets old. Um, uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I appreciated they asked about, a uh, sort of, uh, you know, favorite, well, they cut a lot of it out, but like favorite Taiwanese TV and celebrities and that sort oh. of thing. They just chose the best bits and stitched those together. Oh, but, that's good. They but, chose the good ones. Yeah, the yeah. Good parts. They, yeah. They added animations. They put music underneath. I was very impressed with yeah. uh, the, the work they did. It was very well done. Very well done. And um, they asked you one was like, what's the difference between the sun in Taiwan and the States or something? I don't quite understand that question. It's the same. <laughs> It's the same. You, it, yeah, you said it's the same, but then you went gas. on. Oh, no, they asked something about why Americans like so much to get a tan. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. I don't and, know. It's, uh, I and you it's said not... because it's healthy. No, no, no. You said it's because it's cool. It looks good. Sorry. Oh, by the way, John was answering everything in, in Chinese. Like perfect local Taiwanese person eh. would speak kind of Chinese. Fluent. China, Not, well, oh yes oh yes you are when but you anyway. live when you live here and that's every day it just yeah. kind of doesn't you don't think about it anymore after a while right it doesn't but um anyway you were saying that well because it's cool to get a tan you know Not cool it's good looking oh good looking oh that's what you meant oh, okay can, that word can mean both can, of those things yeah, right exactly it can mean both ways but anyway and then you went on to say that you couldn't you know you envy people who can get a nice tan because you turn into a red lobster when you under the sun I for do. a while. I think uh, pale is eggshell is about the the darkest I get. So I have friends here who can who can tan instantly oh. on any exposure to the sun, and I'm super jealous of that. Yeah, I um I don't know how I tan. I mean, I, I like getting a tan in the summer. I'm American too, but I don't seem to get a really nice tan actually. But um, anyway, there are lots of people here who look very good. Mm. And uh, well, it's not something I'm built for, I guess. So yeah, same nothing here. you can do much about that. I know. And there was one um, one segment where they had you try to pick as many mung beans. And we're talking about uncooked mung beans mm-hmm. uh, with a pair of chopsticks. That didn't go very well. Um, <laughs> They had those big uh, plastic clunky chopsticks from the restaurant downstairs mm-hmm. underneath our station. And yeah. uh, for those of you who have not seen raw mung beans before, they are like chia seeds almost. They're tiny, <laughs> like sesame seed size. And they're I round. Know. I think if they'd done like peanuts or marbles or something, that it might have been able to manage marbles, something. Huh? But, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's like slippery chopsticks and tiny little. <laughs> yeah, the answer was none. How many can you pick up? The answer was none. So that's yeah. something I learned. Right. I've got to practice my mung, mung bean I mean, mostly I've skills. seen people, you know, try to pick up peanuts. Peanuts are okay. That would they're, have been easier. They're I a think. bit slippery, but regular sized at least. Yeah, I know. I don't know if, I wonder if anyone may, managed to get any of them, honestly. Yeah, you know, did you ask if anyone managed to pick up mung beans? I, I mean, think they may have been one, the impossible. first one that they interviewed, so. Really? Uh, oh, oh, okay. I think the okay. others may have, because I didn't see anyone else there, so. Well, anyway, so did you enjoy yourself doing that interview? It was fun, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like you had fun, and it was it was well done. Yeah, I can only say that it was well done. And really there was nice. a mosquito at one point. They were very nice and... and uh, Stopped? They No, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you could They cut that part it. out. <laughs> they, no, I tried... Oh. <laughs> If they'd asked me to grab a mosquito with chopsticks, I might have been able to do that. <laughs> really? That might have been easier than uh, the task they set for us. But uh, I think I think the best that a martial art master would have been able to do was actually catch a fly. 
because it's bigger than a, a mosquito. I don't know. Right. Okay. So but anyway. Yeah. I've um, seen too many movies. Sorry. <laughs> that's my, I guess, as far as I'm aware, my YouTube debut. Yeah. I think there was some commercial that I was in once that may have, but I don't remember. Um, oh. So as far as I can recall. In Taiwan? <laughs> yeah. The, oh. Was it the Hakka Affairs? Somebody. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. They needed a stand-in token foreigner. So I was <laughs> extra number three or something like that, I'm sure. But Well, because you are a self-taught you know, Hakka there was speaker. no, there was no talking. It was a strictly oh. for, oh, really? yeah. Oh, because you were, I <laughs> think you were background. speaking Mandarin or something. No, like I that. wasn't speaking at all. Oh, oh, it was oh. a non-speaking role, villager, villager number four, that kind of thing. Uh. Um, so I don't think I saw that. I don't I'm even gonna... know if it's still up there. I don't know. Oh, well, uh, but as far as I can it... remember, that's the first time. So. Okay, if you finally give me the link. I want to um, see it. That was a few years ago. This is the yeah. first like real, I don't want to say TV Thing. interview, but uh, it, was yeah. in, it was fun. And I think th those interns are really something. Yeah. I, yeah. Guess, I guess it's the, the YouTube generation. They just kind of have a feel for what music to use, what effects to use. I think use. you're right. Uh, they added a lot of really cool animations. Yeah. They have a lot of creativity. I hope that they come here to work, actually. We could no. use people like that. Oh, I know. I know. If you, oh, well. You know. <laughs> We just need more young blood in I here. I think that's a good idea, yeah. Uh, what, what are the kids doing these days? They, they definitely did make me feel old, I'll say that. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Anyway, I thought they did a good job with the whole, you know, planning the questions and the whole, yeah, thingamajig. It was, yeah, it was kind of fun. At first I was kind of like, is this going to be another one of those things where they're like, so what food do you like? Yeah. <laughs> like, but actually, no, they really thought of a lot about what they were going to ask. And... I think they knew that you'd be tired of asking the same questions over and over. So they really cracked their brains to think about some more creative, they were a fun interesting team. questions. They were a fun team. Oh, good, good. All right. Well, I hope they come back again and uh, then yeah. interview me, maybe. <laughs> that, would be, that would be interesting. Was... No, actually, it's better off interviewing foreign people here in Taiwan to talk about Taiwan, actually. Yeah. Um, like I said, there is sort of a cottage industry of that, though. There's at least two programs on TV that I can think of where it's mm. just like sort of the foreigner's zoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just oh, kind yeah, of like... Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. No, there's two of them. It's not yeah, just one. Yeah, I know. I just kind of cringe I, a little bit sometimes. I, I, I just switch the channel. I kind of cringe a little bit. Like, yeah. And so I was like, is this going to be... Yeah. Am I going to be the... Hey, it's the foreign clown. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was actually, it was fun. Okay, good, good. All right, well, it's time we get to our listeners' okay. letters. So, like I said, we love so much to get your letters because we always want to know what you think about our programs and which programs to listen to and what you think about them. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And remember, you can always let us know what you think on Facebook. We look forward to reading your comments there. You know, John, um, last week you weren't here, and then Les was sitting in your place, and I had to do the whole, you know, thingamajig just now. And I, because you're so used to saying the email address, and I, I was getting a little confused. It's oh. RTI, or is it English at RTI? But anyway, it's either, right? It's just RTI. English is, is our website. English, no, I mean English at rti.org.tw. <laughs> so anyway, we do have that. And Leslie said that actually we can use both. Oh, well, anyway. Okay, so first letter here is coming to us from Abid Hussein Sajid of Pakistan. And it says here, hello and hi. Nowadays, I'm listening to your broadcasting programs and enjoying it. All the programs are full of knowledge and informative about the Taiwan culture. Please send me curious or cards with no problem. And uh, he used a Texan PL660 radio set with a outdoor 20-meter long wire antenna. He listened in on uh, August 24th, 
and uh, the time was 1600 to 1700 UTC at the 9405 uh, frequency. And he says that uh, it was good signal. There were times when the, the reception was kind of weak. He also listened in on September 19th, actually, uh, at the same time, also on frequency 9405 kilohertz. Yeah, well, thank you so very much. Hope you'll give us more details next time as to what you heard and what you think about them. So that was coming to us from Abid Hussain Sajid of Pakistan. We have a letter here coming to us from Indonesia. This comes to us from Sutomo Huang, who I'm not sure if I don't think we've heard from before. No, so we no. look forward to, we hope you will write in again. Uh, it says here, Dear friends, I am glad to inform you that I'm enjoying your interesting and informative programs regularly. The reception of RTI's English service is very good. And there's a series of notes about how reception was uh, around the middle towards the late September. Uh, so we have September 17th through to the 20th. And on on the first two days, it was all fours, so that's pretty good. Good. Uh, this is on 15320 kilohertz, by the way. Later on, things deteriorated a little bit. Uh, September 19th was 44434, and September 20th was 44333. So maybe not so great. It looks like the the frequency on the last day was different, too, 12100 kilohertz. Oh. Um, in, any, in any case, the receiver is a kilowatt KWM812 with antenna telescopics. And uh, we're very grateful that you've taken the time to write into us, and we hope to hear from you again. That comes to us from Sutomo Huang of Indonesia. All right, and then here's one from Madhab Chandra Sagor of West Bengal, India. Um, he listened in on September 20th. He listened in at 1600 UTC. The frequency was 9405 kHz. Uh, he says the reception was strong and steady. Well, that's good to hear. Program details were news. Um, about the uh, Moon Festival, and it was uh, good listening, good information. At times, there was a strong signal that reached my area. I hope they find my reception report to be of some use. If the details verify with the reception, uh, please uh, verify with a QSR card. So he used a Grundig YB400 receiver with an external 2-meter-long antenna. So again, that was Madhab Chandra Sagor of West Bengal, India. Thank you. We have a letter here from the Philippines. This one, uh, a bit unusually, about our Indonesian broadcast, but it's always good to know how our reception is, no matter what language you're listening in. Uh, it comes to us from Henry Umadai, who says, Dear friends at RTI, greetings. I came across your broadcast in Indonesian tonight. Uh, this letter is dated September 22nd at 1100 to 1200 UTC. Uh, the simple rating was threes across the board. Uh, please verify with your QSL card. Thank you. Kind regards. Henry L. Umatai of the Philippines. Okay, and we move over to Pakistan again. This is from M. Salim Akhtas Chadra, and it says, Most respected friends, greetings from Pakistan. Hope you are fine. I'm fine. I'm enjoying your programs. Your programs give me a lot of information about Taiwan and its beautiful culture. He listened in on September 13th, it was, at 1600 to 1700 UTC, frequency was 9405 kHz. He used a Texan PL660 with telescopic antenna, and the location was from District Chinyo, Pakistan. Simple rating was four across the board. Well, that's good to that's hear. That's good. It seems like we're having a better reception these days. Yes, that is good. All right. So thank you very much. That was coming to us from M. Salim Akta Chada of Pakistan. Over to India now, where Siddhartha Bhattacharjee is writing a report about our September 20th broadcast, heard from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kilohertz. 
Uh, it says here that the Sinpo rating was all fours. Again, okay. uh, fairly decent. Uh, could be slightly better, but uh, not bad at all. Uh, it says under the comments, good signals day. Uh, the receiver was an X-Data 808 model with a dipole antenna. And also, it says, here I submit audio clips of your radio program, which is very helpful in the future. So thank you for letting us know uh, how reception is in your part of the world. And thanks for the audio clip as well. That comes to us once again from Siddhartha Bhattacharji of India. All right. Well, that's it for this week's status update. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we hope to continue to hear from you. Write us letters. Let us know what you think about our programs, good or bad. So our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And don't forget, you can always leave us a comment on Facebook. We look forward to reading what you have to say about our programs there. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye. I don't know how the weather is over where you are today, but here in Taipei, it's a little drizzly. So here's a song called Lo Ho Ti, Rainy Day by Long Qian Yu in the Taiwanese language.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.